0: Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show brought to you by our friends at the Get Go Cafe and Market where they're open 24-7 serving hot, fresh food. Moan, yeah. happy Monday. Happy Monday, man. I would give you <laughs> another
1: term for it, but no, nah, happy Monday. Deal with it however you need to right now.
0: <laughs> Just cope, right? <laughs> Nothing else to it. Yeah. Hey, besides, Besides, it's a happy time. In the nation, it is, I think you know, it's like, see, there you go. These players keep coming, all right, they keep signing guys, and yet, instead of some overarching reaction, yeah, I this is the sense that I get anyway, social media, whatever else, yeah, that instead of some overarching reaction, like, hey, this team could be (laughs) dot, 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 what you get instead is. Where's Honey Badger? Where's the, Where's Where's the next guy?
1: you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, no doubt. I've seen the same thing as of as of this Monday morning. Uh, those were the tweets I saw because apparently Honey Badger put out a tweet that more work to go or something like that. Uh, yeah, I'm that's not what sure. Guys
0: do when they're signed. Yeah, yeah
1: I, I'm not sure what that meant. Or maybe he left the city and he didn't like the deal that he got. So he says, "Look, I, apparently I got more work to do." Or more markets to visit. I, I don't know. Nothing's broke as of yet. And I'm sure as soon as we're done, we'll get breaking news that he signed with somewhere. And, you know, <laughs> there's a, a lot of people in Western PAS hoping he signs to the Steelers, which is very understandable. You get a very savvy veteran as the Honey Badger whose reputation is what it is. And if you compare him up with Minka, goodness gracious. Ooh.
0: You know that'll that'll get your Monday off.
1: And to and, happens, I, and I so. say all of that with something in the back of my head. I'm just like Terrell. You know, like still, it wasn't I like know. he was bad.
0: No, this is a good football player.
1: Like right now, the we're seeing the safety market only be available for a few select guys. And the fact that the Honey Badger this time around isn't signed says a lot about the safety mark. You also had, I think, Landon Collins with the Washington Commanders get cut also. And, you know, some people look at the deal that the safety with uh, Seattle Seahawks got. Um, Not Earl Thomas, not him. Um, uh, They had a safety from Adams? the Jets. Yeah, Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. Yeah. They, were, they were looking at his deal and was like, I don't know about that deal either, and now you see the market pretty much settle in. There's only a few amount of safeties that get coveted in this NFL league. And right now, Terrell's not one. Honey Badger, too, far as we know, is not signed. I think Mika will be a guy, though, that'll be very well taken care of. But, um, yeah, um, Steeler fans are not satisfied. I'm getting texts early this morning about what
0: what else are the Steelers going to do. Yeah, what's next? What's next? And and, and But let's... You know, let's, yeah, let's, let's stay in the moment here. Okay. Yeah. When you, when you look at all of these different moves have been made, especially and most prominently because it was the most expensive on the offensive line. When you look at all of this. Yeah. Are we still talking about, oh, no, fourth place, you know, in the AFC North and woe is us. And if only we were as good as dot, dot, dot. Is it does it still feel like that? Or is this a good
1: football team? Well, you know why the you know, the fan base probably feels this way. One, of course. you know, it's, yeah, it's you, quarterback. you yeah. know what you're getting out of Joe Burrow and they just re- like yeah. stacked up their offensive line all mostly through free agents think they might have one guy from last year that might be starting with them. Um, mm-hmm. So you have that and you got to say, well, since he's probably going to be better, you also have Baltimore and you always know, look, Baltimore finds a way to be very good. If for anything, it's going to be a very physical game. They're going to be competitive. Lamar is who Lamar is. And you say to yourself, they got a good quarterback. They're going to orchestrate ways to get wins. And then on the other side of that, lo and behold, I'm doing my thing with the Cleveland Browns fans as I usually do. It's like, ha, they can't seem to get it right. And truth be told, depending on how you look at what they did recently with the signing of Deshaun, while also having Baker Mayfield on the roster, you say to yourself, well, Cleveland looked like they did something right, albeit... You kind of look at it with a side eye yeah, a little bit. Yeah,
0: very side eye.
1: But yeah. they guarantee the guy who we all believe, hey, you put him on the football field, on the football field, he's special. He's a player. Yeah, He's a player. Even as bad as Houston was as a team, the Houston Texans, you say to yourself, "Dad, they got a player. They got a guy. And then you look at your own team in Pittsburgh and you're like, I'm okay with it. But I don't know if I'm fully satisfied. And I think that's the tone that you're getting. And that's the reason that question keeps coming up. What what more do you have in your pockets, Kevin Colbert? You know, <laughs> what more do you have? What am I trying to get? We're only picking 20th, so it's not like we're getting a lottery pick. Kevin, do something else. And truth be told, there's not much else you can be done uh, that can be done other than going to get Teron Armstead. No, you already got two young left tackles. I don't even I, I don't know. Allen Robinson signed over the weekend too. So mm-hmm. I think that's where the, the FOMO of we got to do more is coming from. But truth be told, I thought, the, you know, everybody was was very much happy with the rating which the Steelers had, had shopped around in free agency. And now with watching the rest of the North, like it's, it's going to be a fist fight the entire year. And not just that, looking at the AFC West and then looking at Buffalo, there's a lot of people that you got to say, look, we got to strap up this year. You got to ask yourself, are you at a disadvantage this year because of the quarterback situation more than anything. Looking offensively, I think that's the one spot that you're like, yeah. God, I just don't know.
0: Yeah, and and there's there's, yeah, I I think when you're looking at the defensive side of the football, you're right. There obviously is a safety issue. I mean, the, the, it's either going to be bring back uh, T E or you know or you know do something more ambitious like Taran Matthew. But <laughs> when you're when you're looking at the offensive side of the ball, the uncertainty. Probably still feels overwhelming, if not right uh, outright ominous. Oh. And until you see them on the field, you know it, it's all going to feel. Look, look, how about this one too? Yeah, you know, just wide receiver in general. You know, you're you're, you're looking right now at Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, Chase. and a whole lot of crossed fingers. And yeah, and it's what a
1: quarterback that I don't know has ever developed a wide receiver. That's the point. Hmm. You know, like I think that's the other side of it is you look at Aaron Rodgers and his situation in in Green Bay. Yeah, you lost Devontae, but guess what? You also say to yourself, Aaron is good enough to make another star. Yeah, I don't know if we say that now in Pittsburgh, considering we don't know what Miss Trubisky is going to be able to do with the guys that you said we're crossing fingers about.
0: Yeah, well, not to mention that even the the two starters, Deontay and, and Chase, both have their own advancements that they can make and alright we'll hold off on the coronation and everything else here uh, when we come back on the Ramon Foster show we're going to talk about the departure of Juju Smith-Schuster and why it happened to that it did. welcome back to the Ramon Foster show and Ramon Texted me over the weekend. What was that with Juju? What was that with Juju? And it's 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 a real question. I mean, I think we can come up with speculative answers and so yeah. forth here. But let's let's be honest here. You saw the terms, the actual yeah. terms yeah. of the contract. Uh, for anyone who hasn't, in the initial announcement: one year, ten point seven five million. It's like, oh, Juju did all right. Did they did know? real good. And then you see that it's two point four or five guaranteed and a lot of incentives like one of them being that uh for example that two million out of that alleged 10.75 comes only if the chiefs make it to the afc championship game Yeah. okay yeah so what what actually happened here how did how did the market just dry up on him here It just does, man. You know, a lot
1: of the teams have access to a lot of stuff, and um, medical records is always a huge part of it. That's something we've heard probably after year one when it came down to Juju. And, you know, as far as its availability, that's huge when we're talking about trying to give a guy a long-term deal. Some are dynamic enough to beat that. Well, I'll take care of you, okay? Some guys just simply don't don't practice either. I've heard stories of guys, look. Bad practice guy. Guess what? You paid him and you know on game that he's a dynamic guy. I think those are for your true star number one guys. Juju is a star. I don't want to backhand him in any way, but I think there's a difference in saying, look, Devontae Adams can get this and uh, Nuck Hopkins can get this also. I don't think Juju respectfully is in those conversations until he proves otherwise, maybe down the line. Those guys get that. To me, watching the way you know it was reported, his contract breaks down. He's getting what thirty thousand per game or something, and um, yeah, it's 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 a it's show a, up
0: contract. It's yeah, a show it's up contract. Bonuses, yeah,
1: or or a workout bonus like two hundred fifty thousand. I'm thinking to myself, this is the wildest contract I've seen for a guy that hasn't been in trouble. Hadn't had a lot of major injuries when it comes down to his availability, and it was just kind of confusing. Guys that get those types of deals are guys that are injured all the time or guys who get in trouble all the time. Now, Well, go ahead, go ahead. Now, now I was going to say, now, uh, again, you put it all in there because you just don't know what his availability is going to be like or whether you want to keep him or if he fits your system. I get it. But I I don't know if I've ever seen a, a deal put together with this many incentives for God, as pretty much squeaky clean right.
0: everywhere else. And that goes back to his rookie year. You were on the field for that. And All you off. were on the field for those little five, six-yard slants that he would somehow turn into these mm-hmm. big plays. The big play, in general, disappeared yep. from, from his game. Now, you can this and that offensive line and Ben got old and whatever else here as much as you want the fact of the matter is the big play wasn't there no the explosiveness wasn't there no and i keep going back to something from a couple years ago where his his knee was getting drained every friday before games okay and yeah. and you never heard a word from about this is not something that the steelers you know were putting on the injury report yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. And and it's not, not something even Juju would talk about. And Juju talked about everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then there was this knee thing. Then you just wonder if, like you said, no one knows the player better than the, than the team that's, yeah. that's employing him. But all that word gets around the league. They all know. They all see the same film. And mm-hmm. I just wonder if this is you said star, um,
1: you know what I'm saying. I guess in culture, as far as yeah, oh, advertising no and stuff He's like that. He's a meteoric I'm,
0: star I, in that. There, regard,
1: are, yeah. there we go, right there. So, and it's also interesting too. Uh, <laughs> and I said this to you because I thought it was quite hilarious. You know, it was a, a article that came out earlier this year. He was with maybe Dak Prescott or something at the yes, Cowboys facility. And he was just speaking Uh-oh. about all kinds of stuff, you know all things Cowboys and whatnot. <laughs> and there was a comment that headline a lot of stuff. It was like, yeah, this place is nice. And Pittsburgh is just not getting out of, or no Pittsburgh is still operating in wood lockers. I'm
0: Wooden thinking to stopped. myself,
1: I never thought anything was wrong with the wood lockers at the facility. What's, wrong with, wood? What's wrong with wood? His introduction picture for the Kansas city chiefs shows him in front of wood lockers in Kansas city. And oh, at the like,
0: oldest stadium in the NFL, by the way. But yeah. It
1: is. But at the end of the day, he, he said the right things. He's like, I'm here to win. But, of course, the petty side of me is like, well, Juju, you're taking the pictures in front of wood lockers. <laughs> in a wood
0: locker. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't think either of us would, would debate the point that we would we would wish him well and hope 100%. that he bounces back. He's, he's a good thing, not just for when he was in Pittsburgh, but he's a good thing for the league. Yeah. If, you know, remember, he fit in so brilliantly with that NFL 100 ad. Yeah. I remember that in the Super yep. Bowl? And you thought, it didn't actually seem out of whack. And, you know, all these living legends that are in this thing. And there's Juju. and The young guy. Really here and he was... And he was the 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 young face of the league. Yes. But he was explosive in his step, mm-hmm. and I don't know that he can get that. So if I'm the Chiefs, I'm writing up that contract too. And if I'm the Steelers, <laughs> quite candidly, I'm moving on. And then as you know, his as, as mom know,
1: released a statement saying that they wanted to make it work, and Pittsburgh just said no. Nah.
0: That, that Juju wanted to, yeah, the, that yes. side. The Pittsburgh side didn't. Pittsburgh literally just said, no, we don't want you. They said no. And, and again, we, we
1: all got to separate ourselves. And I do too. And, and truth be told, my first time around, second time around, honestly, on doing deals, you find yourself in a position that, wow, this is where I am. You know, sometimes. Like, it's, it's rare. It happens. Yeah. But the business will hit you right in the face.
0: Yeah, it, it, it somehow ends up being the great equalizer. Very, very few exceptions. <laughs> when we come back, our Hey Mone segment. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It is time for the Hey Mone segment. And today's comes from jacob who's really been persistent with this one moan he's bringing it all the time he's like he's not gonna take no answer for an answer
1: no absolutely not man uh you
0: want to read it out just so we go yeah I know it we is. Do. jake i know because he said it multiple times <laughs> jacob says hey moan what made you decide not to coach in pittsburgh or anywhere else after you retired that's very simple for me. It well, it, it, yeah, it is. Um,
1: simply because I, well, time number one, I retired from the sport that I was actually in to spend time with my family, see my kids grow up. That's numero uno. Uh, all that be a better husband, father, coach to my own kids. Um, and uh, the other part of it, I wouldn't want to deal with the guys that way or be seen in a bad light as far as coaching or putting a product out there. To me, I can coach kids. Better because they'll listen a whole lot more than what adults would at the time, as opposed to adults. So, I'd rather have an impact on their futures than I would a guy that's an adult in the NFL because I I, I enjoy the process. I told you this numerous times about the way I do stuff. Like, if it's a bad moment, I enjoy it because I'm going to learn something and get through it. Uh, The process of teaching kids where they have those aha moments is, I think, a little bit more satisfying to a guy that's walking in. And from day one, he's told he's the greatest, 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 greatest ever. And then I got to go coach him up and tell him he's doing wrong and they don't want to hear those types of things. <laughs> it takes a special type of person to do those types of things. And I just much rather watch a kid who probably is long, uh, probably is, is is not strong as he want to be at the time, grow confident. Then they start to see little steps that they've made and be like, oh, I can do this. I'm watching it with my own kids right now with some of the things that they do and just uh, being hands-on with the idea that you can help a generation through your own experiences before they get to that next point, and truth be told, there's some that you you see along the way. You'd be like, yeah, that 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 kid probably doesn't, you know, he's probably not going to play football for a long time. But I'm a coach him up anyway, and we're going to get the most out of him. You don't get mm-hmm. that at the top level, and I'm a, I'm a firm believer. I, I like to be more of a motivator than the actual coach when it comes down to those things. Like you said, I told you time and time again, like I might not be coaching up there, but I'm helping mentor some guys here and there, not just on Pittsburgh, but other teams too, to where I have relationships with. And I think that's more important as far as um, choosing between coaching and choosing between what's more important. I think those things I'm doing now is a little bit more
0: important. Well, for anyone who doesn't know this, going back to last year, uh, Mike Tomlin reached out uh, to Moan and asked you to you know, to address the group of offensive linemen. This is when everything was virtual, so you yeah. can do it from right there in that chair. Uh, but your your connection with the Steelers uh, remains. They were reaching out to you, the coaching staff, mm-hmm. the players, uh, on a really regular basis <laughs> And <laughs> in I <some> think, cases. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and that's more important than, I think, me trying to put a product out there that you and that you're expecting a, a huge like switch. Like my methods would probably be like I heard Charles Barkley say last night on the on the uh, on on the March Madness broadcast. I'd probably choke a kid out, okay, or an adult out. We'd be in there fighting. <laughs> like, <because> only Barkley.
0: <laughs> only Barkley would say that. But Barkley that could be, get away with it. Just a flat out Bobby Knight kind of statement, and it would be like okay, because it's ch- yeah.
1: Yeah, Chuck through somebody through a window. Let's not forget that in the 90s now.
0: <laughs> but
1: uh, it's more impactful for me to be on this side of it, where you guys heard me speaking about my college earlier, going back and forth to being able to do that. Truth be told, man, I spent so much time in the NFL, gave so much of my time to it, focusing on getting to that point to where realistically, I want to sit back and watch the product and help who I can in it more than anything. I told you guys before, never tailgated, never went to a game before never had the experience that you get to experience as fans. And I'm very much enjoying
0: this now. From what I understand, there are multiple open invitations to have Moan at tailgates this fall at, at Heinz field. That's it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow with another Ramon Foster show and maybe more signings and honey badgers and everything else to keep everyone.